Hey, this is Blake from Saul, and you're listening to the Metal Teddy Bear Experience Podcast. Metal Teddy Bear Experience has begun. And welcome back to the Metal Teddy Bear Experience podcast right now. This is your host, Chris. We got my boy, Jesse. What's up, dude? Yo, how's it going? And we have a very special guest today. We have Blake of Saw. What's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> what up, fellas? Happy to be here. <laughs> there going? we go. You like my little epic voice right there? I always, like, That's what I do on the radio all the time. Like, what's up, guys? <laughs> oh, yeah. You got to get that radio voice on. Blake from Saw. You know, yeah, it's, like, to... it's like the movie theater, you know, the, the, the trailer. It's a trailer voice. So, yeah, that, that's kind of inspired. It was that and uh, Jose Ming, and I'm pretty sure you've uh, heard him before. He does, like, his epic growl, so mine's, like, the in-between kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Thank you for joining the show again. I really appreciate it. And uh, just so, like, where are you calling in from right now? Uh, I'm at home, uh, Paulina, Iowa, just north of Sioux City. So, yeah, we're just chilling, killing. Sweet. All right, dude. This is awesome. I remember last time we were talking to about the it's you guys and Slipknot. Other than that, I don't know any other bands in Iowa. <laughs> right. I mean, well, Everly Brothers were way old, like the fifties. <laughs> That's about it. That's about it, really. Oh man, is there like a huge music scene in Iowa? Or did you? Is that like I heard like some states that is a big problem, especially somewhere like. Like a state is just kind of the middle of nowhere. It's like I heard bands like I think Beartooth maybe had I forgot who there was a band that was just like, Yeah, we literally had to travel out of state to do our shows. And it's just like every even when you're not a big band, you gotta travel like three, four hours for a show because the music city around you is not too good. Did you have that problem coming up? Well, well, we're, where we're located, uh, we're kind of in the middle of freaking nowhere. I'm an hour and a half north of Sioux City, which is a great rock scene. Um, they have like the hard rock hotel, um, uh, you know, the marquees down there, really good venues, Orpheum Theater. But we're an hour and a half south of Sioux Falls, South Dakota as well, which is a really good heavy metal scene. Oh, nice. Um, three hours from Omaha, four hours from Des Moines. So we're kind of like in the middle of this little hub that, you know, a lot of people hit. And it's right on I-29, um, Interstate 29. They call it the tour. You can hit Kansas City, Omaha, Des Moines, uh, or, or Omaha, Sioux City, uh, Kansas City, Sioux Falls. I mean... It's a, it's a good little circuit that when bands are getting started around here, they hit that I-29 circuit. So Oh, nice. Okay, that's completely – yeah, that's a great problem. Like, that's a great thing to have. Damn. <laughs> right. That's usually why people move to, like, a big city is because, like, you know, they go to outside New York because there's all the venues where now you're around, like, four or five different cities where it's, like, now you have right. all those different cultures around you instead of just one city. Right, where, where these cities – I mean, Sioux Falls is nothing compared to New York. It's 250,000 people. Oh, Sioux City's, uh, you know, 100,000 people, Omaha, 500,000 people, all of the, can't even combine them to come up to even like, you know, Brooklyn, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Well, you guys were pretty busy during this quarantine, at least back in October 23rd, you guys put out Rise as Equals with Spine Farm Records. Um, your first, this is your debut record, because before when we chat, you had uh, e the Eons uh, EP out and Brother and music video like that. And now you have your full length. Um, how excited were you to put this out? Very excited. Uh, you know, uh, being independent up until we did sign with Spine Farm, uh, you know, what was that? March, April of, of 2019. Um, that being my first experience going to New York as well. Um, it was great, you know, and we always put out EPs, but when, when we signed with them, we knew that when, and if we ever signed with the label that, you know, one of the stipulations was putting out a full length record and we kind of, you know, were expecting that, but it was really great to actually finally put one out and not just five, six songs, three, four songs here, you know? So, um, to actually put your full work into one full album, it, it was a great feeling. Well, last time you, you mentioned uh, getting inspired by Nikki Six with his radio show with the, the EP route. So I was kind of curious with this. Like, I, I assumed it was the thing that where when you sign with a record label, you had to put out a full length. So yep. I was assuming that you guys are probably going to go back and forth. Are you guys going to alternate between putting out a full length and an EP every so often to get like that new material out there? Right. You know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, strag singles here and there. Um, I guess we really haven't dove into that, uh, you know, recently, but uh, especially with just dropping the album. But, you know, it's definitely a possibility. 
And uh, yeah, uh, going back to Nikki Six, the whole thing was uh, he said, as an independent artist, um, save your money. Don't don't go out and blow it all on you know trying to about put out you know twelve to fifteen you know track record and put out you know smaller EPs throughout the year and 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 save your bank you know trying to do everything yourself. Well, definitely now bands like I feel like a lot of them are doing the single route too. Like just a, a big name in metal right now is Rob Flynn and Machine Head. And he was talking about how um, usually with their album cycles, it takes like three or four years. And he's tired of that. Like the songs he writes now, he wants them to be heard now, especially with the whole like, you know, uh, in, like he, he's very political in his social justice kind of songs. So he always wanted them to be heard now. So uh, I thought that was interesting, too, like how different people look at different things. And given that he's from like a he's old school metalhead from the 80s and stuff like that, mm-hmm. at least he's having a um, like a modern approach to the scene. Which is good, and I mean, yeah, three, four years in between records, you got something to say, I mean, like in the moment. I mean, you, you write from in the moment, so it, it would be hard for me to put out a record that far out. I mean, especially if you start writing material now, because it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I was thinking that in 2020, or I was thinking that in 21, and it's kind of irrelevant to me now in, in 2024 or something, you know what I mean? So I can see where he's coming from, and You know, I'm not opposed to putting out EPs in between records and, and, you know, picking a couple of the the good ones off of that, throwing it on a new record. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I think it's a great route to go, especially staying with the times and and, and trying to stay relevant rather than that, you know, going every two years and having a record. So especially with like modern day, a lot of people say singles are the way to go or EPs because of like attention span. Even if an album's good, like I find myself, like I always joke about, it, I'll be listening to an album and enjoying it. I'll be like, oh, I got to go get food or I got to go do laundry or something. And then like a, a year goes by, I'm like, I never fucking finished the album. Oh my God. And I'm like, and I listened to the last half. I'm like, that album was great. Why didn't I, like I had it for a year. It's like, but then yeah. people like, like a heart, like a heavy, uh, heavy metal band, like the Casey Strain, they put out five EPs that made an album. And it was like, it was like two singles each time. It was like, Oh yeah, now you get to hear every every single song over the course of months instead of like here's ten songs. Hopefully you're not busy, and hopefully you you know it catches you where it's like, you know I feel like those last songs are always really good, but people like have a hard time getting to them. And right. Case is strange. You got all that album art too for each release or each EP. You got like a nice different one that made one giant piece of artwork. I think that's actually a great idea. That's actually a super great idea. I guess I didn't even realize they did that, but. Um, you know, Drag the Lake and stuff like that was huge. I love those songs. Um, but um, yeah, I guess I never thought about doing it that that route and making a full-length album out of the five EPs, you know, three, yeah. four tracks per, per EP or five or whatever it came out to be. And that's a smart way to do it, really. Especially now, the way you said attention spans. And it's not even that. I, you know, I don't even know if it's attention spans. I mean, it is and it, and it isn't for me. Because I think people... They hear the album, you know, and they're like, oh, man, I freaking love this album. And it's, a month later, it's like, what else you got? You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's <laughs> and not even like I, I didn't I didn't even finish it a lot of the times. It's like I listened to it 100 times and now I'm, I'm ready for the next one. It's like, yeah, man, like putting out King of Misery. Uh, we just put it out and, you know, and it hit, you know, 25 and 23 on, on billboards. And they're like, man, this is this is a great song. I can't wait for the record. And it's like, yeah but it's only been out for like a month and a half. Uh, we just had Zach join as well. Hey, Zach. Yeah. Hey, guys. Um, <laughs> I couldn't get a hold of Blake. I wasn't sure if he was on the interview or not. So, hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I, was, I was like, I'm confused at first. I saw the thing pop up. I was like, but I was like, oh, shit, it's Zach. So, what's yeah. up, man? How you doing? So, you're going to be part of this too now? This is awesome. Uh, yeah, I'll just do the, drop the off. mediator. The mediator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I actually, sorry. I just dismissed your call while we were on here. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's all good, man. Well, uh, we're recording this right now, so you definitely could be a part of this right now. This is great. I love it when two band members are on. So, uh, dude, how you been doing? Good, man. It's been pretty crazy. I got a, a daughter that's just seven weeks old. and Congrats. It's been insane. <laughs> I haven't slept in 84 years. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Oh, man. Well, we were just talking about how um, EPs are kind of like taking over and singles. And that's like the new route because, you know, back in the day, it was always about full lengths. So we're just talking about that and uh, how Casey Estrain actually just put 
out a bunch of EPs that made a full-length record and wondering mm. if Saul was interested in that. Oh, I don't know. What'd you say, Blake? I said it's a really good idea, especially, and the way I put it is, um, I don't know if it's an attention span thing, you know, but, uh, you know, people get it and they have it for like a month and then they just go, what else you got? What's the right? Next? You know, rather than, you know, letting it sink in and letting everybody get a hold of it and, you know, getting that, that time on it that, you know, can expand our, our, our audience. Right. You know, <laughs> but I, it's not a bad idea at all. You know, it's actually pretty smart, especially yeah. in the day and age where, you know, everybody's pushing a lot of YouTube and Spotify and, you know, Amazon music. So, you know, it, it really depends on what you and your team decide to do really. Well, Spotify uh, streams and all that, the, all those stats I know really helped fans get on tours. I don't know if you guys uh, had to deal with that. Yeah. You know, a brother actually just hit 5 million. Um, we're really close to a million on King of Misery. Nice. Uh, nice. Damn. Trial by fire is about 1.5. I mean, it's really, it's really taken off on, on Spotify and, you know, shout out to Allison Hagendorf. Um, yep. So yeah, it's uh, I, I really like Spotify. It's, it's my go-to thing. Um, but I know a lot of people that use Amazon Music, you know, Apple Play and, you know, Google Play and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, I like them all. Yeah, it's also like super interesting with it, like even as like myself, because I go by my experience, it's like I love music. I when I have an album, I love, you know, especially one that hooks me. Sometimes I listen to it forever. And right. I might there might be great albums that come by. I listen to it once, but I'm like, but I really love that album. I'm going to keep going back to that where it's like you keep getting like maybe an album I don't love as much, but it keep like, if you release an EP, I keep going back to you every two months. So it's not like I give you a lot of plays within a, like a week. I give you plays over the course of months, like you're saying, over, like on Spotify or YouTube. And you right. keep, you keep people coming back, even like the casual fans that might not be diehard. Right, right, right. You know, and that's the people that you're trying to catch them as well. And like, and maybe that's that song on that EP where they're pushing it like crazy that catches them. And, you know, and maybe they didn't take the time or, or want to take the time to where it's like, man, if you would have listened to track 11, that was your jam, man. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> who knows? Dude, how many times this happened? It killed me. How many times I had a CD and be like, dude, fuck. The last <laughs> track was the best track. <laughs> right. I had a CD for like four years. And for some reason, I just never finished it. And I remember I was like, dude, I'll listen to that. I was like, I've had this for three to four years. What is my problem? I can't believe this happened. Right. I actually was listening to In Flames, like their discography, and um, I think it was Reroute to Remain. And I, I, heard, I was just listening to the album, and I heard a track, and I was like, what, what is this? And I was like, because I kind of had the same thing. I was like, oh, my God, I totally forgot about this one song. forgot what it was now, too. But <laughs> just now when I go back, to it was on the later half of the album. It's, it's such a deep cut. It got cut out of my memory. It's so deep. <laughs> <laughs> it's so deep. Oh, fucking believable. Prior to this uh, hopping on going live, uh, you were talking about uh, you have your own uh, Saul coffee mugs and your own brew, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Black Lab Coffee out of uh, St. Joe, Missouri. Uh, they hook us up. We got the we got Saul coffee mugs right there. It's us on stage. Uh, Sick. I drink it all the time. I'm like a coffee fiend. Yeah, uh, I'm drinking so, coffee right now too. Actually, all right. Yeah, I do it. Yeah, <laughs> see. Uh, um, that was Zach's coffee mug. That is uh, him there with all the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Looking good. Uh, but, uh, you know, not, not to just push my, you know, our own product, but honestly, I drink all coffee. I'm not, you know, I'm not a coffee snob by any means, but this is legit my favorite coffee. So, so uh, can we go online and buy it? Or is it only local? Um, it's actually, we just buy, get it directly from uh, Black Lab Coffee. Um, and then we, we distribute it, but, uh, yeah, definitely hit us up on social media. I will, I, I can get you some out. Actually, I was, I'm about ready to do, uh, to do a giveaway on our social medias of a couple uh, bags of it. So what oh, if nice. you guys just so happen to be the winners of the giveaway, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing I've been doing now. Like I've been just going for all bands, coffees, like Lamb of God just put up Memento Mori and Overlord coffee. I think yep. that's with uh, Paul Wagner's um, Night Night Flight Roasters. I hope I didn't butcher that. But, um, yeah, I've just been going for all the coffees. Behemoth has their own roast that I have to get. Like, all these cool. band coffees, I'm like, I have to get them all. <laughs> you got to catch them all, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
And a lot of bands are putting out beers now too. Are you guys interested in going in that route? Uh, you know, actually, just recently, I decided to hit that sober life pretty hard. But uh, um, I'm not opposed to it because when I drink, it's I'm a beer guy. So, uh, just, mm-hmm. just you know, I don't know if it's a route I want to go down right now. Uh, but uh, I dig the coffees. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's like, well, actually, Randy Bly of Lamb of God is sober. He's been sober for a while. Apparently, they their beer they've released is non-alcoholic, Ghost Walker. Oh, wow. oh yeah. Yeah, that I know. I bought it. It tastes pretty good. I was kind of like, no, I was like, man, I'm already kind of fat. I probably shouldn't be drinking unless I'm trying to get drunk. <laughs> I was like, to be fair, like, right, right, like right. there's no added benefit besides just, I'm getting way fatter, faster. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> He's Those probably like, been so he's probably been sober since uh that accident in Europe then, huh? Yeah, he's been sober a long uh I don't know if it was before or after you jail. Talking about the Czech? Yeah, the Czech Republic uh thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm kind of curious because also he had tough times because like Walk With Me in Hell when came out like 2008 or something, when that DVD came out, he was talking about or 2007. They were he was talking about getting sober then because he was having crazy problems. So he might be sober for a decent amount of time. Oh, wow. Wasn't Philadelphia where he had his? I thought after well, that. Well, no, he got into a fight, but like Walk With Me in Hell was. Uh, uh, we're not going to go down Lamb of God's DVDs. But anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, have a non alcoholic beer. <laughs> it's like, well, actually, their 2003 release, uh, if you go by the right. storyline. <laughs> you fucking nerd. <laughs> oh, Going back to the record, um, what would you guys oh, say fuck. was um, is your favorite track um, that you guys wrote and the favorite track to play like live? Ooh. You know, honestly, one of my favorite tracks, I'll go with live right off the bat. One of my favorite tracks to play live off the record is Don't Close Your Eyes. Um, oh, yeah. Something about that song. And then our bass player, Willie Boy, man, he's got this mad spins going on in that song. And <laughs> his one rule, and Zach always messes with him, his one rule is, he looks Zach square in the face and said, don't you fucking come to this, my side of the stage. <laughs> First thing Zach does is goes I, over there every time yep. and will I, about what karate kicks you in the face and like yeah. swinging his face around about yep. like hack Zach in the dome. But uh, yeah. Damn. it's always a good time, man. It's always, mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen. Um, don't close your eyes. It's super fun to play live, especially with that drop at like 45 seconds. It's, it's a lot of fun. Right. Um, Honestly, I think probably my favorite track on the record, though, just a jam. Uh, it's fun, very fun live, but just a just jam and listen to. I love the title track, Rises Equals, um, especially because it is in dedication and it's directly, you know, directed to our fans, which we call our equals. Um, yeah. I, I love the message. Um, I, I just really like that song. It's got our mantra in there, you know, for the, the chorus. And this is my tribe. These are my people. Um, I, that's one of my favorite tracks I think we, we've ever done, really. That's awesome. That's a great message. Honestly, also, it's a great message to put out because if people hate it, you're just kind of a dick for hating that kind of message. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, I want everyone to be together and be happy. Boo. It's like, fuck <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Actually, um, <laughs> we, we had someone make a comment. I think it was on that song where, like, oh, it, it might have been on Octane's comment. I can't remember, but they're like, oh, God, I can't stand metal bands that have positive messages. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you talking about? Who is this guy? I listen yeah. to metal to be depressed. Actually, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's fucking unbelievable. My ex-girlfriend said that about Hatebreed. She's like, yeah, they're really heavy, but sometimes I'm like, they're getting you hyped up positive and you want to fuck shit up at the same time. What's not to like? And I'm just like, I don't know. I kind of want my bands to tell me to destroy the world. It's like, that's fucked up. <laughs> it's like, I, I like that too, but you, you don't like yeah, positive yeah, yeah. too. What the right. fuck? <laughs> it's, like, it, it's like it's the the Iowa nice where it's it's aggressive and, and it gets you going, but then you go, oh, sorry, you know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that That's, is true. What about you, Zach? What do you, what do you dig live? Um. We haven't really got to play much of these live, but uh, I really like to throw down to get it right, to be honest with you. It's a fun track live, for yeah. sure. Yep. That's a worker, man. Every time you get <laughs> off stage and we play that song, you're like, man, I worked for that, <laughs> that song. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the, I think the hardest song for us is uh, Inside. 
Oh yeah. Oh, oh man, yeah. That sounds, that sounds brutal. Okay. Yeah. I, I agree with that a hundred percent because I love seeing our Miles' reaction. I always look back and I fist bump him for that song. <laughs> he just goes, okay. And he's got to get himself psyched up for, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, because Morgan Rose drummed it, you know. So I mean, that guy's an, an animal. Oh, so, uh, yeah, he's 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 working for it. And I can tell as soon as he's done with that song, it's like third to last song in our set, and he just sweat beading off him. He's yeah, I love it. Dude, that must have to be the worst part about having a feature. I always feel bad. I remember I forgot what album was, but they had like three of the best like thrash metal guitars, <laughs> like Ooh. just solo, and I was just like. Go like what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, uh, yeah. We were interviewing. I'm pretty sure we were interviewing. He's like, yeah. I got to play all those live, so it's gonna be great. I'm probably. I was like, good luck. I was like, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like us having like, hey, Jason Richardson, man, get in here and like rip yeah. this massive, the best solo you've ever ripped in your life on this track. Like, thank <laughs> you. Like, towards you backing track that shit, man. No way. <laughs> oh man. I feel like every time I see that, especially drummers, like I feel like guitar is pretty commonplace, but he, it still really sucks if you like if you especially if you did someone like Jason Richardson, it'd be like, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. techniques I've never seen before. <laughs> How know. do I yeah. play this? Yeah, is he chicken picking? If honestly, this is all downstrokes, we right? All like downstrokes, yeah. yeah. If we were to ever do like a, a a guest spot on a song with like a you know a virtuoso guitarist, I'd be like. I'll write the solo. You just record it, dude. Just so they're involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know I can play it. Like, uh-huh. you know. Here's eight mine. notes. Hella reverb. You just hit them <laughs> on one. <laughs> uh, That's it. Oh, so if you guys had to pick a guitarist, who would it be? Would it be Jason Richardson? Oh, yeah. no, he's, Have you a go-to? God, he's, he's amazing. He's such yeah. a good guitar player. So good. Yeah. Um, Honestly, um, the dude I look up to most is actually Adam Jones of Tool. Oh yeah, okay. that'd be dope. Yeah. Love Adam Adam's Jones. my shit. Yeah, I learned Adam, a lot from him. Yeah, he's yeah that would that would be super killer too because he's not a real shreddy guy and you know I like shred guitar but it's not my thing you know uh, like I'm not gonna pick it out I'd rather have some you know heavy rhythms and, and backbeats rather than shreddy guitar it's just my taste yeah. right. but um. Having also like, like atmosphere too. Like he's like atmospheric. He doesn't just like you know. He's gonna make a, he's gonna make a space and rhythm <laughs> to his solo instead of just like, right. holy fuck, my brain can't keep up. What we need to do is have a guest appearance with Adam Jones with Saul, and then have David Gilmore do the solo. Oh shit, <laughs> that's what we need. See, I was just about to ask it. Well, what would your super group be? Your ideal super group, and you guys just gave it. <laughs> right, that's, uh, that's a very good start to that super group, dude. Yeah, yeah. And then let's just throw in like Billy Sheehan or something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That might, oh man, that'd be funky. Dude, it would be. Yeah, it, it's always a bummer when super groups like don't work out too. When you see like that's why I like the the one killer be killed. It's like a metal band that has like the guy from Mastodon as uh you know Dillinger Escape Plan uh you know Max from uh, Sepultura and it's like it actually worked out. And there's so many times it's like someone pointed out I think it was the Dillinger Escape Plan guitarist Ben Wyman. He had a super group with the other Mastodon guitars, and he was just like, oh. yeah, we're all really talented. But we all didn't want to write the same shit. So it's like, how are you supposed to like write uh-huh. or make a record where it's like, I want to write spacey stuff. It's like, I want to write chaotic stuff. It's like, I want to write blues stuff. It's like, well, this is gonna suck. Like, I don't know. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. like the same thing. I was like, oh yeah, that's probably why that happened many a time. You get people in the room at the wrong time. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, you know, I guess I've never had that experience. I've never been in a van with anybody besides Zach. Yeah. Right. Um, so. I don't know what it would be like. You know, I really don't know what it's like to write with anybody else. So uh, that'd be an experience for sure. And then you get a super group and you get like the damn Yankees where you're expecting some like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but you know, they, they, I, I still love that song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but maybe, yeah. I was going to say well, like maybe uh spine farm has like a Roadrunners united kind of thing where they get all their their uh bands on the label and they just do like a super group kind of thing because i think that was the coolest project just revisiting it like a, a last year actually just looking at all those tracks they were so solid dude i know exactly what you're talking about and that yep. was badass man they had like um, trivium and yeah like, that's where Joey i first Jordanson and shit that's where i first mer- heard of matt happy or uh happy 
Oh, tri- yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, from Trivium. And it's like, because I, I got that DVD and I'm like, this is badass, man. Um, right. Yeah, uh, dude. Cool. Especially like, it's like, it's almost like the, the metal nerds version of like Infinity War. It's like all <laughs> yeah. the worlds finally meet. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like I didn't know I need a song with Rob Flynn of Machine Head with apparently they have, might have had 36 Crazy Fist vocalists at one point, but apparently maybe they didn't cut the track. But I was like, what the fuck? And then you yeah. had the guy with <laughs> Howard Jones at Kill Switch. I was just like, what? Like as a kid, right. I was like, all these names. I was just getting into metal at the time. I think when that dropped, I was like, oh, excuse me, everybody oh, yeah. I've ever heard of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty like, much, my, man. My first oh, concert was Kill Switch Engage with uh uh me too. Oh my god, you but, just said his name. I just we Howard 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 Jones. Uh yeah. yeah, that was my very first concert. Me too. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. It was the Taste of Chaos tour. It was Kill Switch Engage with Howard and the Used. Oh yeah. Oh shit. I, I heard that tour was a banger. Like, especially because Kill Switch at that time was like literally going with like heavy, heavy bands and then well, the used and used is heavy, but it's like it's like it's like I, there's no disrespect to use, but it's it'll and be like it'll be like on a threat. It'll be like with Lamb of God, and then they'll be touring with like My Chemical Romance and the Used. It's be like what? Right, right. <laughs> it's and like, like uh, it was it was a strange lineup because it opened with Under Oath, which blew my freaking mind damn, at the time. They cool. were super heavy. The light show was amazing. Kill Switch, and then the Used. And granted, to the Used, damn. They kind of stepped up their game on that 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 show because they came out swinging a lot heavier, you know. And Bert and everybody just came out like full throttle. So it was they they really stepped up the game to to match the the heavy intensity. You know? yeah. yeah, which is just awesome too, especially like a band like that, like getting to like I don't know. As a metal fan, you always want your favorite bands to get out there because people like, especially like a band like Killswitch where it has singing has screaming, has all the stuff, has the pretty parts, makes you fight, tear down. You could put them on and do drywall work, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, awesome. Everyone gets to see him. And I think I even saw interviews from Taste of Chaos. I think Bert was just like, yeah, these guys like, dude, this big dude just comes out and starts screaming. I was like, shit, uh-huh. we got we to gotta get on it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. we got to do this. And it was super cool because – uh, it was the last day Under Oath was going to be on the tour is, is the show I saw at the Ballet oh, Ballroom awesome. in Des Moines. And he comes out, he picks up the guitar player, Howard does, and he's, he was a big dude. You know, he's lost a lot of weight now, but he was big and threw him out into the crowd. Everybody <laughs> caught him. They're like, we want to wish you Under Oath for, you know, thank you guys for coming out with us. And it was, it was awesome. It was really that's awesome. That's so awesome. Oh, man, that's great. That's what I, bring- I always think it's like interesting with bands back in the day. Like we spoke to Trevor, Black Dollar Murder, and they're saying like back in the early days, um, promoters didn't really know where to put them on tours, you know, because everyone has like a like a particular sound. So I wonder if they're like kill switch, like you want to do with this to use, maybe they'll mesh well there. It's like just yeah. throwing bands anywhere. Yeah. Have you guys ever been like that? Like uh you like got offered tours, you're like, I don't think we even mesh well with this tour. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Kind of. Not too often, though. I know. Um, hmm, trying to think here. Yeah, because you guys definitely have, like, an aggressive sound, but also you do pull it back here. You got your choruses and stuff, but you also have – you have room for everything. You literally get, like, the, you know, the party mix of – you can get the crowd participation with singing. You get the moshing going. So it's right. like – you know, it does mesh well with a lot of genres too. But I wonder if, like, if like they put you with too many sing-songy people, it's like, no, people might like throw down here. It's like this is not going to work for like the three quarters of this show, and the one quarter everyone's going to get beat up, and they're going to go back to just standing around. It's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, like I don't know. It's always interesting to me when hearing bands like that, like do yeah. that. Yeah, because I, I think we're kind of lucky to where we're we're kind of a mix of both. So I think you know. Lighter bands and, and, and heavier bands, uh, we, we fit right in the middle of that. So um, I, there's not really too many opportunities where I'm like, oh, that's not really a good fit. You know <laughs> what I mean? So, but, you know, it does happen. Yeah. Also, that must be just a, like a just such a like a crappy deal, especially with bands where it's like you're coming up and you can't really say no to shows. You're like, this might not work <laughs> out. I think Black Dog, Trevor even said, I think he toured with King Diamond. It was just like, yeah, I love King Diamond. Our band doesn't mix uh, mix well with King Diamond. And <laughs> yeah. he's just like, a, every fan was just, every person was just an impress me, bro, at King Diamond. And he's just yeah. like, yeah, we almost got into a fight many a time. People were just booing the shit out of us. It's like, 
yeah it's like that's a great show but really bad for your band almost like you just don't mix at all <laughs> right right i mean and and like being a good talented band getting thrown in an opportunity or even almost a situation like that to where it's like people that normally may have liked you hated you because you were in front of their favorite band and they were you know what i mean and like you didn't yeah. with their vibe yeah uh yeah i don't want to be in that situation yeah, like well, opening for Slayer, basically. <laughs> right, yeah. Everybody just said, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Well, you guys had a, a really great cover, uh, not cover, uh, acoustic version of Brother. And uh, I think you had a couple other songs, right, from the EP that were acoustic. Do you think you'll do that for the uh, brand new album, Rise as Equals? Yeah, I would say so. I say we probably will. Um, Zach and I actually recently been talking about that, so... Uh, yeah, and we like breaking it down for those acoustic, you know, um, the acoustic songs. And because we do a lot of meet and greets and, you know, radio and, and, and stuff like that. And they always like acoustic. So yep. to have them come in and, and know kind of what we're going to be doing is is great. And, you know, to put them out, people, I mean, even Brother, people loved Brother. But, you know, half the people are like, I like the acoustic version better. Tomato, tomato to me, which as long as you like it, I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not afraid to put either one out yeah because i was actually just watching it the other day and there was a the band seether they did the like i think he wasn't feeling well or something and they had to do like a show acoustically or something like that and they did one cold night and their songs translated so well and it always got me thinking i'm like why don't more bands do this why don't they do like an acoustic record i mean i i know it sometimes it takes a lot because you're in the studio at the time and it's money and all that you might as well just put it towards a brand new record, but there's so many bands out there that like definitely you guys where you can do like a whole acoustic version of your record and it'd be phenomenal. Yep. Yep. The only one we found out so far that we can't translate to acoustic is trial by fire. <laughs> it just doesn't work, man. It just does not. But yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That's I forgot what I, I, there was a band that did that. And when you hear like a heavier song or something, it's like, yeah, we're going to do this acoustic. It's like, how? Like, all right, <laughs> right. and it's just like it's like mosh in your seats and, and sit just sit actually just sit still we don't want to get sued just sit <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i can't wait oh. to do uh sticks and stones acoustic though but nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, well also going back to like that ep stuff that's kind of a it's not cheap because you're putting out content people like and people want like i like acoustic versions of metal songs or like rock bands or whatever they put out like there's plenty of acoustic versions i've liked more than the actual song but it is another way to get people to come back to your page it's like oh you like that song here's the acoustic ep or here's an acoustic single right. of that sound that you loved mm -hmm. it's like not cheap way but it's like it's a good way to get people back in because it's content that they already liked it's like oh now i get to hear it a different way or that's i know why people did like remixes of their songs or like get djs to remix their songs for them right right and, you know, and like, it's another way too. I mean, uh, even people were like, think we're too heavy for them. You know what I mean? Um, which we're not, I mean, we're not, we're not heavy by any means compared to a lot of bands, but if we're too heavy for them, you know, our diehard fans is like, Oh, you said they're too heavy. Now listen to the acoustic version of brother. And that brings them into the loop where it's like, Oh yeah, I didn't like the heavy version, but I love the acoustic version. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it's not really our tactic. We're not trying to just sell it, sell it, sell it. But uh, we <laughs> like doing it, and and a lot of people like it. So um, we will definitely be putting out more for sure. Well, just awesome. going back to Sticks and Stones, I just love how heavy you made that, uh, you know, that, that rhyme or whatever, you know, because the Sticks and Stones <laughs> won't break my bones. And I remember listening, I was like, is this, the, is this the line? And I was like, it was, and you're just like screaming it off. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that song was a lot of fun in the studio. It was a lot of fun. We're yeah, all was. like, what, what was there, four or five of us, six of us around the mic, Zach, just screaming that? <laughs> yep, yep. It was, it was a good time. All right, so, um, all right, we'll kick it off with our segment. I, you probably remember this from last time. It was the random, the three random silly questions segment. We asked you three random questions, and I got to say, you gave me one of the best answers that I've used, and I've told a lot of people now. When I asked oh, you what was shit. the worst taste, and you said LaCroix, the seltzer. Yeah, dude. It's like TV static. <laughs> dude, yes. holy shit. That was like the funniest answer I've gotten. Because I never heard someone like TV static as a taste. Uh -huh. And now every time I drink it or any seltzer, I just think of that every time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's exactly true. I don't know how else to describe it. It's Do you, do you like it? I, I, I do like seltzer, but I, LaCroix is kind of, it's different in a way. I, mean, I don't hate yeah. it, but I, well, it's a lot more fruity. Said flavors, it, though, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. They got like lemon lime and all that stuff. Yeah. But it, yeah. Usually I'm just a plain guy, but I'm telling you when I drink it though, I think of what you said. <laughs> just, <laughs> that's awesome. I get, I get you easily, especially if you don't like seltzer, it is so bubbly. It literally just went <laughs> just in your mouth. You're just like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Here's bubbles in my head. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so we got a new batch for you this time. So this one is going to be like a two-parter, this first question. Okay. So if you had to make a celebrity zombie apocalypse team, who would you pick to be on your squad, and where would you guys try to, like, hide out? Where would you guys locate? Okay, how, how many is on my team? Uh, well, we had Mitch Harris and Napalm Death, and you gave us, like, eight. <laughs> oh, okay, so, okay. I mean, you could give us, like, four. How many do you think? Three to okay. five. I'd say minimum three. You can go way above that if you want. Okay. Minimum three. There we go. I feel like that's a fair amount. Minimum three. Yeah. Celebrity? Oh, shoot. Um, Man. I got to go. I, and I like him, too, but he, an actor, Jason Momoa. He's a big mammoth, yeah. dude. <laughs> I got to have him, dude. Um, God. He's also a, a metalhead, a fellow metalhead. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. He was hanging oh. out with Slayer at their last show. I was like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. No kidding. And he's actually from Des Moines. So, I mean, he's not that oh, from that far away. That. Yep. Fun facts with Saul. <laughs> dude, I, yeah. For real? I thought that dude. I thought he was Hawaiian or something. I thought he was an Australian. He moved here. Maybe. Because oh. I, I, I don't know. know. Accent. I just assumed a lot. I guess I didn't read his bio, but whatever. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Just... <laughs> right, right. I guess him and uh, the guy that played Superman went to high school together. Oh, really? Mark Ant? That yeah. could be That could be false. I don't know. That's what I heard. But I'm pretty sure huh. he's from Des Moines because um, I know his at least grandparents live there. Oh, that's awesome. Dude, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always worry about the big guys because I always say, I'm like, unless you know how to fight, sometimes those guys got to eat. And when you're in an apocalypse, it's kind of uh, hard to tell those guys, hey, hey have half uh -huh. an apple. Half an apple. Give the other half to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you couldn't pick a guy like, you know, the beast or something from, from England or something. That guy's got to eat 10,000 calories, you know. Oh, he I think can so. lift like a Mack truck, but you couldn't, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, they'll just deflate after a while, after like a couple weeks of not eating. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It would be kind of cool to see him like way down the road in the apocalypse being like a normal human like still yeah. seven foot but like kind of like have my arm somehow <laughs> yeah. down like it just his body ate it all it's like oh that's why it happens we don't eat eight thousand calories a day oh shit well you know <laughs> yeah. no kidding no kidding uh gosh who else would be on my apocalypse team celebrities music or anything yeah anything yeah. we had like radio personalities we had um oh yeah pop shit. singers um you have housewives of like you know los angeles or something i don't know <laughs> okay. i don't know why would you want one of them it feels like that'd be pretty bad for an apocalypse scene, that, very helpful all right they add right. the drama for the camera <laughs> where is the shampoo it's like <laughs> there's zombies everywhere i need to do my hair we, we, we got, <laughs> uh, uh -huh, uh -huh. no you watch the walking dead we got I rick and chain yeah 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 <laughs> uh, who, who um, oh gosh who do i got um man once you say that man jose mangan's been he's become a stacked mug man that guy's freaking jack yeah he can probably take down some zombies for sure yeah he's been working out a lot lately I, I follow him on uh social media and every time i see him he's like working out i was like hey, you're gonna be the rock sooner or later <laughs> right he's yeah he's too. getting there dude right. yeah Does he have a mohawk or he, he has like a faux hawk, doesn't oh, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like you know, yeah. The top yeah. cut thing. He's ready know, for I, battle. He's ready for right. battle. <laughs> um, I got to go with, with also, um, it might get confusing, but uh, Blake from Workaholics. Wait, uh, which one? Curly hair dude? Yeah. Dude. Okay, okay. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, because that's the one I would take on my team. Fur. If, if sure. Because yeah. <laughs> if we get into a, a situation to where, you know, like it's all you know bunk and everything's happened we got to have some comedy relief yeah that's true also to see it. see how they deal with a rabid raccoon would be pretty funny <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah dude i i didn't watch all of workaholics but when i saw that scene i think i almost shit and, and like pissed myself that's how funny <laughs> oh, i was dude. just like when they just free it's a raccoon the guy just like freaks ah and he kicks it <laughs> into the thing. i was just like yeah oh, my God. oh it's so funny i love that show <laughs> i love that show um, um you got a, a pretty solid team right there anyone oh. else you want to add Gosh. <laughs> or is that it? Is that the is that the Saul team? 
Tell me the Falcons salt team. team. <laughs> salt, team so, salt team six. Or five, team I mean, six yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I really don't know. I never thought about it. You know what? If I do this again, I wish I'm sure I will. I'm going to think about this, and I'm going to have that. <laughs> I'm going to have it down pat. <laughs> no problem. Uh, where, so where where'd you guys hide out? Where did you get? Did you say? Where would be the move? Where would be the uh, the destination? What? Move. You know what? I, I actually I actually kind of thought about that, man. Like I think the best place to move would be like a Menards or like Costco or something. You know, where like some some place where they have like wood and hammers and like chains and stuff like that to lock yourself in but also have like groceries on the other side that's where i'd go good, it's a good idea but i feel like that's a good idea especially because you're gonna have to get your fighting out of the way first yeah everyone's right. gonna try to everyone's there. gonna go there and this is the time to get the dukes up maybe make some alliances i don't know aspirin <laughs> aspirin makes people crazy everyone's gonna be going for the aspirin <laughs> i thought the uh just Going back to Walking Dead, I just thought the prison was a really good idea. Having a prison because it's meant to no one gets in or out. <laughs> right? No, that's that is genius. That is really good thinking. Unless that's someone has idea. a tank. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Are you shitting me?" I do. I stopped watching. I think back at that season, I was like, "This is a great day." And then just like some random dudes broke down. I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "How?" Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding no. me? Tank would be um, awesome anytime though. I would love to have a tank or like, yeah, yeah. That'd be kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say even a skid loader with tracks on it, man, you could just like pile them up and just keep going up top. You know what I mean? <laughs> Never going to stop me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you're stuck in a tiny little cage that, you know, you run out of fuel somewhere in the middle of like a thousand zombies. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> you're not going to get me and I'm going to probably starve to death, but you know what? This is pretty cool. I'm not going to get eaten. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather starve to death than get eaten by a zombie. Yeah, it's a tough one because starving to death is pretty terrible. But I don't know, apparently every zombie apocalypse, they just rip you apart with their hands. That doesn't seem great. And you're still alive know. during it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not cool. Yeah. It's got I dark. Would, <laughs> yeah. I, I always hope like if a zombie apocalypse actually happened, a meteorite just hit me somehow before. Like the first bite happened like maybe in like, like Texas. And then it's like before it gets here, it's like, oh, a meteorite hit jesse's house he's dead right. it's like yeah thank god get me out thank of here god. i'm lightning this time i'm tagging out because i've seen those movies many a time and almost always it doesn't work out and if you survive it sucks <laughs> it uh -huh. sucks big time all right question number two what's the strangest fan request you received strangest fan request i don't know if i got a lot of strange fan requests Right, consider yourself lucky. We've we gotten some weird answers. Uh, one that just comes to my mind is Twelve Foot Ninja. They said one time a guy came with their baby and wanted them to sign it, and he's like, "I'm not doing that. I don't know. I don't <laughs> sign my baby." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "That's a little too weird for me." And then um, Pat from Fit for an Autopsy told me that uh, um, what do you call it? That someone was like, "Yo, can you like sleep with my wife?" He's like, "Uh, Cuck no, dude." <laughs> <laughs> what? Is so funny. He's like, yeah, no. He's like, no, but really. And he's like, um, huh. nice meeting you. <laughs> I want you to break uh, down my marriage the way you break down crowds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want you to break down my... Come on, bro. <laughs> so I don't. I mean, the basic, you know, signing some titties here and there. Um, <laughs> but not a whole lot. Not a whole lot of crazy stuff yet. You know. I think. Um, I think the weird one I heard was uh, was I think it was on the All That Remains DVD back in like two thousand like. Fucking seven or something like uh phil is like yeah some dude just walked over it's like sign my dick and he whipped it out i was just like what <laughs> did he do like, it Come on. i think he did he's like get over here he's like go over there <laughs> he's like we gotta do yeah. it on the side god damn it just, uh, yeah. like, oh. <laughs> That's I, like, awesome. I, gotta, I gotta look at that clip i wonder if he actually because he was just like because it's just goofy i don't know man i don't know about you guys if someone just whipped out their weenie at me i'd be like uh, hey bro appreciate you being a fan appreciate you bought the record uh-huh i'll sign well, your forehead <laughs> there was there was one time when we were i was ohio i think were we cincinnati i would say i think we we're around cincinnati where we were playing this show and, and brother was going real strong and this guy came up and it was before covid and you know hitting everything and wanted a hug i'm like okay cool man freaking you know give him the kind of the pat and he kind of like grabbed me 
would not fucking let me go. <laughs> Wouldn't let me go, dude. Seriously, it got to the point to where I'm like, Zach, get this fucking guy off of me, dude. What like, the fuck? It was like, you, you know, like a too long? And then yeah. too long. Like, oh, my God, man. It, was, it freaked me out. After that, I, I went to the bus, and I'm like, I'm done with this shit. You can tell the person. <laughs> dude, well, you know, you just uh, hugged the last of lifetime because he won't let you go for his entire life. He's uh, going yeah. to die on you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. It freaked me out, man. But he, he didn't say nothing. He didn't say nothing. He just stood there. I was going to say, was he whispering things to you? Did he, did he fall asleep? <laughs> I, no, I, I, no, I mean, because I was trying to, like, come on, dude, get off me. But, yeah, yeah no, he just stayed there. And what afterwards he just walked away. He's like, all right, bye. He must have been high because sometimes that happens. He's just like, oh, this is a great, or even just drunk, dude. When you're drunk, uh-huh. you just have a good idea. Dude, you want a hug? Yeah. It's like your brain shuts off. It's <laughs> like you're awake, but he's like, I don't know. Nah, I can't let go. I'm going to fall. Uh, <laughs> That's fucking weird. It yeah. was. It was. Especially afterwards, I, if he if he waited there for you to come off the bus or something. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if he did. I didn't come back off, man. It <laughs> took a while. I made sure everybody was gone, and I came back out, and and uh, I was helping load the trailer and everything. And I'm like, no, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, I don't want that guy coming back. I mean, that's a th- <laughs> thank you for sharing that. That was a good answer. <laughs> um, all right, question number three: How do you imagine the smell of heaven? Oh, like coffee. Yeah, there we go. Just coffee for dude. The, the yeah. best part of waking up. Yeah, ad right there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you sleep in heaven? I've I've always wondered this. I mean, is that do they talk about that? I don't Unless know. Unless you love sleeping, I guess. Right? Isn't heaven yeah. supposed to be whatever you want it to be? Almost, right? I guess. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. True. That'd be kind of depressing. Like, or- be, be kind of depressing. Be like uh, sleep, an infinite amount of sleep <laughs> forever. <laughs> that's <laughs> like- my wife. My wife it would be that. <laughs> That is her heaven, dude. Uh-huh. I'd be like, almost that is almost like literally someone. That's like the same answer as someone who literally doesn't believe in heaven. It's like, yeah, it's just black forever. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's my heaven. I just want to go to sleep. It's like, yeah. you want to wake up? No, just it's like, just sleep. Ah, I guess, cool. Man. I, do you really have to believe in a religion at this point? Kind of the same shit for you know for you, I guess. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I mean, your heaven could be like, um, I don't know if you saw the movie This Is the End. With Jonah Hill and, and all of them at the end, the Backstreet Boys come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Uh huh. So that, that could be it too. Uh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> I, there was a crazy take. Uh, have you ever seen the uh, the movie What Dreams May Come? No. No. Oh no, I haven't. Yeah, I heard. Oh, about it's it. it's great, man. It's a super dark twist to like you know he's in heaven and he's got to travel to find his wife. It's this whole thing, man. Check oh, is it, it Robin out. Williams? Yeah. Oh no! So my 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 girlfriend actually was telling me about this movie and stuff like that, and I was like, "This sounds terrible." And then it was on TV the other day, and like, well, we watched like a well, not the other day, like months ago. But anyway, I saw the part of it at the end. It was really sad when he actually sees her, and he she has like no idea who he is. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. But, yeah. Wait a minute. I didn't see it. Uh huh. Yeah. There's a lot like, more that happens. Don't worry. There's a lot more that happens. It's 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 cool. And a lot of it looks like you know like Monet paint or like I don't know paintings like uh but you know what I'm saying it all starts off with like paint and like it looks yeah. like crazy Renaissance paintings and it, it's it's really pretty cool. It's a trip, it's a yeah. Cool concept though. Yeah. Well, that was the random silly question segment. Hope you enjoyed that batch. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so random silly spoiler questions, Chris. <laughs> Whoops. Well, so I my, think the movie came out in like '98, so if it's don't spoiled. care, no, <laughs> I'm technically half of this podcast. What the? Fuck? Well, there, was okay. actually, there was a funny thing, like a podcast I was listening to, and they were like spoiler, and the guy's like, "Do we really have to say spoiler? This movie came out in the '80s." And the guy's like, "What's the cutoff point for spoiler alerts?" And the guy's like, "I think at least a decade." And the guy's at like, le- a "Decade." <laughs> okay, all right, yeah, yeah. So it's just funny how you do it. Like, uh, there's people that spoil it later the week of. Like, I don't know if you're into Star Wars and The Mandalorian. Those people the next day, like that day of, they're like, oh man, you watched it. This guy came back, and you're like, dude. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> I know it. I, yeah. I, it. It's annoying. I mean, like, you should at least give it like two, three months before you start talking about it online because some people, I mean, work for a living and stuff. They're like, they can't get there for a while, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's also like, 
don't know. Like, uh, like, yeah, dude, people, everyone gets mad. No one, no matter what, with like that spoilers. Like, literally, I've seen some like podcasts with like, oh, the quote a movie from the eighties. The hell, dude! I really enjoyed this episode, but maybe I wanted to watch that movie. It's like <laughs> you were born in two thousand. You like, <laughs> can't what? You had time. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I, I guess I'm two kind of ways on when it comes to this stuff. If my wife has seen a movie, which is rare that I haven't seen, or like a buddy of mine, you know, our bass player will, if if we're sitting down to watch a movie and he's seen it, I have to. I'll pause that fucking movie i'm like what happens next dude i'm not pushing play what the fuck happens <laughs> oh you yes. know like so he'll tell me and i'm like you spoiled it and push play again. <laughs> <laughs> i just gotta know i just gotta know yeah no it's always funny when people uh i do i had a few friends that were like that too it was just like i always just um you're about to find out <laughs> it's yeah. like does he die literally 50 seconds you'll find out <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah i know yeah, I don't even care too much about spoilers unless I ask you very specifically. Like, if I just come ag- come about it on the internet, it's like, well, I probably should have been looking there. Like, you know, it's right. like, but like, if like, I'm like, hey, man, Blake, do not tell me. It's like, yeah, okay, well, so anyways, they just started <laughs> blasting. It's like, <laughs> no! <laughs> Actually, <laughs> fun little fact right here, uh, Jesse over here used to be known as the spoiler, the king of no. spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, like, yo, you used to watch every movie and spoil everything for Tom. I didn't, I didn't. Well, no, he was just an idiot. No, <laughs> what I did is I would give fake spoilers. So, like, we went to see Deadpool uh-huh. at night. I went to go see Deadpool in the morning because I had nothing to do that day. So, when I went oh. with them, I just leaned over as the credits were about to end. I was like, by the way, he dies at the end. I saw it this morning. Right. I just like look forward. I was like, what like i was just like pissed him off it's like no no it's like you'll find out don't worry just watch <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 almost fake spoilers i feel like piss people off almost more they're like is it real i don't know <laughs> it's, it's, right. it sounds real and you're like fuck <laughs> now i don't know yeah i almost had to change it up i almost feel like i should just spoil it and then do the same thing and be like it's a fake spoiler and they'd be like it was real i was like yeah but you thought it was fake uh-huh but so he almost really died. died yeah, yeah. <laughs> no he actually dies yeah <laughs> the franchise yeah. is over oh, <laughs> well uh before we let you go man is there anything you want to tell the fans anything that they should be looking forward to any more live events anything that you want to talk about uh you know just hopefully we're getting back to touring in 2021 i mean that's our main goal right now. We've had some offers and some tours come in and, and uh, nobody's really talking about dates yet, but uh, you know, if everything gets locked in and, and everything gets back to, uh, you know, tour season, I, I think uh, everybody's going to be really happy with what's going on. Um, got some offers on festivals coming out. I mean, so if everything goes as planned, what we got right now, we can get back to a little bit of normal. Um, other than that, uh, hit us up at solofficial.com uh check us out you know um that'll stay keep you connected on all our social medias um we just do random stuff on there we got a lot of year-end stuff from 2019 coming out you know um just certain lists and 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 radio stuff coming out but you know other than that we're just just trying to get back to the grind yeah i feel like every band's gonna be on tour for like at least 300 days next year right <laughs> or this year however you want to look at it i feel like as soon as tours come back they're not going to stop no i i dude i honestly i think um if these tours come you know to fruition of what we're talking about i'm going to be stoked because i know once you know the gates open bands are going to be clawing because everybody's ready to get out well there's actually one one more question i have for you and i just thought it's now because there's a lot of people that um you know, they've been touring a lot, like you guys have been touring a lot and stuff like that. And now with all this time off, they're kind of like, you know, I kind of like, you know, chilling at home for a little bit. I, I get to do like these kind of things. Maybe I won't tour as much during the year. Have you ever thought about that? No. <laughs> uh, Simple. Uh, yeah. You know, I like, you know, say you do like a 30 day run. I like to have since you're out there, you're living in, you know, a, a, a small bus, you're doing that. I like to come home and have at least a couple of weeks to where I can unwind and get back and hang out with the family. But then, you know, I like to get back out there and, and get back to work. But, um, you know, a full year off. I mean, our last tour date was December 15th of 2019. And I haven't done anything since besides get fat and drink beer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the quarantine so, diet. Yeah, sadly, yeah. I, I was preparing for the quarantine. I did that like 2018. 
<laughs> I, was, right. I was ready. I pre I prepped. I was right. sure. Like a fighter, like a fighter, fire fight camp. So. Yeah. So yeah, you had to you were acclimated yourself to the I get you, dude. I All right, depression, <laughs> drunk, fat. I think I'm ready. Dude, I think I, this is my time to shine, dude. <laughs> so stupid. Oh my. Uh, well, dude, this is a, this was a great time. Thank you for joining the show again, and hopefully next time it'd be like you know uh, in Brooklyn, St. Vitus, like we were before yes. hanging out. Yes, I can't wait, dude. Nice. Yeah, it was so awesome, dude. Really awesome. Also, say well, goodbye for us to, to Zach. Yeah, yeah. Tell Zach to say goodbye. Yeah, yeah I will. Hey, guys. hey, man, have a great day. See you. Yeah, All right. have See a good one, man. And welcome back to the Metal Teddy Bear Experience podcast right now. It's your host, Chris. We got Jesse. What's up, dog? <laughs> Yo, how's it going? Jesse? Remember that commercial that like my um and my my mom and my aunt just always every time was like, Jesse? Jesse? Yeah. Jesse? Like yeah, that's I, I felt like I said right there. Well, I'm off, what? Dude, that, was, that was an entire summer in my life. <laughs> I think that was the summer that I worked at that camp with your mom. And say, you haven't seen my aunt in a while. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure. My mom said it too. Jesse? Yeah. Well, no, I think it's a it, I think, commercial. I, right? I think it was, yeah, but I think it was also brought back. It wasn't like just like a commercial for a little bit. It came back like a, like a, maybe a year later. Oh, they did have the best of guys. And I was just like, that you're supposed to vote for. I was like, oh my God. Because I, I remember it because it was that and fucking AA Ron from uh, work on, uh, 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 yeah. Was Kim Peel. Teacher, Kim Peel. Yeah. It yeah. Amazing. It was that. And then she'd be like, Jesse? <laughs> That's so funny. And then she'd just go back to work. I'm like, oh my God. It's just like don't mess up, eh, Ron. Yeah. Anyway. Don't mess up, eh, Ron. You want to go to war? Lucky? Like go to war. <laughs> well, shout out to Blake. Churlish. Blake, Blake. I think that's kind of funny because we had Blake on the show, Saul. Uh <laughs> yeah, well, you know what though? Watching Blake. Shits Creek, it kind of reminds me, you know how he says churlish and messes up all the fucking words? Yeah. It's like irrehensible and churlish. It's like that's like Moria. Oh, yeah. Myra. Myra. She's like, absolutely churlish. Oh, like, what did she say? Like, she was like the enchiladas, the enchiladas. <laughs> oh, dude, she crushes me. Dude. Everybody's anyway, watching that show. Is that like a commercials going out or something? What, Shit's Creek? Yeah, everyone it just, I'm talking it was to. Just it's like, added, apparently, it was just added to Netflix. Oh, so that's why that's why the hype. And it was also, um, what's that called? Um, hyped? Well, apparently, because everyone I'm talking to is like, dude, I'm watching this show, Shit's Creek. It's like, yeah, I'm already done with it. I'm like, what? I'm just like what? Yeah, and that's what it got a real push, especially because it's on the t- the front page now. Yes. All right. Blake was awesome, and so was the <laughs> pit stop from Zach. <laughs> Though you're going to something else. I'm not a producer. Bad, bad. <laughs> well, yeah. Shout out to Blake. I just wanted to get the name out there. Rises equals out uh, October 23rd. It was pretty awesome, and uh, I really like the record. I mean. Putting it out during 2020, I feel like didn't do them justice. Just in the fact of they could have probably hit so many big festivals with this album. Like I, I don't know. I could, I totally saw them hitting the road with like heavyweights like Breaking Benjamin and Three Days Grace and staying like all that. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like this would have been a perfect time for them with that record. Wait, was Breaking? No, that wasn't. Breaking Benjamin wasn't touring during 2020, was it? I thought we were planning no on going touring. to. No, but I mean, like, but when we were planning yeah. going, the summer tickets I, I were already know, out. To be honest, because I was like, were, were they? No, uh, yeah, no, they're. Uh, it, it's tough, but it's just at some point you got to do it, and then also it's like, honestly, this is where EPs probably would have came in handy. Like, it would be stupid to break up an album they work so hard on, but it, like maybe if they broke it up a little bit, because it's like the only benefit to 2020s you could release as much material as you want and you yeah, get to like work Baroness on has a new album coming guys can you put like one of those you know little parties where it just pops just put it in the center of the screen Baroness yeah like that's the only thing I could think of is because like you like like we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast the reason EPs are beneficial or just spreading your content around is people come back to think about you because you could still be the best band in the world. But if you don't put fucking content out, 
like you're gonna get always, forgotten about. Like how many take that void? Yeah. Well, how many new bands? Like there's small bands I've like seen. I'm like they're really good, and it's like oh they haven't posted a YouTube video in like a year and a half, <laughs> and they haven't posted music in like two years. It's like no wonder they're still just a local band. It's like, it's like unless you're touring like crazy. Well, now today you definitely need an internet presence, but it's like that's the only thing I can think of because like the record's really good their songs are really good they seem like really cool people unless they were the biggest actors ever <laughs> like you know they were really good it's like they got the package it's like but you know you need to put out something during 2020 when you can't do anything else because you know luckily actually i'm kind of amazed every time i die somehow didn't end up doing it like every time i die dude where's they they had the record for like half a year record oh, yeah i would say at least half the year yeah, so it's like it's kind of crazy. So I'm assuming even them at the very end of the year, like we kind of have to, we have to do something with this because it's like you're just holding on to it. And like you said, like bands care about their stuff when they create it. It's like I'm assuming when they put it out, it's like we almost don't even like these songs anymore because they've been <laughs> on the shelf for so long. It's like maybe because they're not playing it, maybe it's still there, but it's like. Oh. I personally think that if a band is going to keep putting out singles, they should eventually just put it together on an album so it's at least because i don't know about you on Looking at you spirit box <laughs> i don't know about like how streaming platforms have singles uh like laid out but like for example when i'm going on my mp3 player and i go to an album it has all the songs of the album obviously when i go to a single it just has that one song and then i have to exit out or make a playlist so i get all of them yeah. together so just personally for me so you can make me happy when I listen to an album <laughs> all the way through. Just put all your singles on one album so I can just listen to it front to back. <laughs> well, yeah, I had that problem originally. Well, like, cause I mentioned spirit box. I don't know why I think it was Deezer. For some reason they had two different spirit boxes under the same name. And it was like uh, one with spirit uh, yeah. box and the other one was like this old guy country singer. Testament has like, that too. The Testament has like, a, a religious band. That's terrible. I think it's Spotify. They have like a religious band. I don't know how many songs. But... It's under the same name. Yeah. Well, someone sent it to me. They're like, yo, check out this New Testament song. I'm like, I didn't know they put out a new song. <laughs> I clicked it and I was like, what the hell? And it's actually on like new singles or something. I mean, that was a couple months Oof. ago, but yeah, really funny. Maybe they fixed it since then, but they probably fixed because Spotify doesn't. That's the one thing about Spotify. They might not pay people very well, but man, <laughs> they have a pay they have a really good product of just actually like, speaking about that exact thing i think our boys in half have that same issue recently what do you mean someone so, else i don't know if you guys remember or if you remember but half has a nice little discord if you watch their streams on twitch and stuff like that you can um join the discord and chat with the band it's awesome it's a lot of fun they have a bunch of channels and one of the people posted like hey Hath, love the new single and it was like a new single on spotify and it wasn't them there's another band called half I don't know what it is. I should look it up right now because I, I had it on my phone before. I don't. I don't know if this is what the guy was talking about because I, I didn't click. I have to. I don't know where my phone is. But anyway, it was uh, over here and it says "Half Danger Zone 2 appears on Danger Zone Two album. It's pretty hmm. funny. That's goofy. Yeah, that's a goofy problem. But yeah, like, no, I don't think it matters. Oh well, I think for for uh, what's it called accessibility? Yeah, albums are great, but when it comes to getting well getting traction on, on uh spot like streaming platforms it's all about plays like literally if you only have one song and that one song has 100 million plays it's like yeah you're like the biggest band on spotify like it's like they don't give a shit like the rest of your catalog yeah. could just be at like like twenty thousand. it's like if you're getting plays it counts as a sale like i think for one song now if you have an album of each one has like 10 million plays each yeah you're gonna be <laughs> fucking destroying but like the metallicas and taylor swift yeah and i think it also matters by time because youtube does that like maybe you get a million views but you get them over the course of two years and then there's people that get a million views in like a month or like a couple weeks like you get pushed to the front of youtube when that happens when you get a lot of views no immediately like that's how they do it that's how like the algorithm picks it up i'm pretty sure spotify's probably the same if you get a lot like a huge influx of listens you get pushed to the front more or like if someone's into your genre you're going to be the band that they're going to show hmm. Because it's about, you know, and that's what like pod, Apple podcast, people got mad because podcasts would do that. They might not have the most listens, but they got the most new listens. So like, that's why podcasts were able to beat like Joe Rogan, even though he has millions of listens, it'd be like, oh, we got, it's like, I think a percentile for you. So like, if we only get 20 listens, but then all of a sudden we get like a, like a, a thousand, 
it's like we'll beat a lot of podcasts just because of the percentile of our like listens go gotcha. up. And okay. that's how like the algorithm works. So yeah, it's just about plays. I don't know why I broke that down. I'm not even a fucking <laughs> like an algorithm, like a computer scientist. There's someone out there who was like really curious and you're like, wow, Jesse answered it for me. I think it's the opposite. I hope it's someone that knows exactly how it's done and he's losing his freaking mind. He's like, dude, he is so fucking wrong. Like, I, don't, I don't know if, um, dude, that's happened to all of us. I'm pretty sure. Like I've was, I was listening to podcasts and there's a guy like, oh, remember that actor in that movie? And they say the wrong name. And I'm like in the car, I'm like, no, you fucking idiot and like you're just getting mad and they're like yeah i think that's it oh, it's probably happening to us right now dude uh, every time well you know that meme there's this really big meme it's like what like what it's a like meme? Uh, listening uh, a meme a meme uh what what it's like listening to a podcast is two people in a chair and a third chair with just like uh two hands and a cup of coffee but they're invisible it's like well it's just like yeah you just can't talk you're just there <laughs> you're just, which is great when they're wrong and it's like i actually know they're wrong Where's the number? I gotta call him. Yeah, right. Hello, uh, Joe Rogan. Not like a live radio show. Yeah, which I do on Tuesday night, seven to ten p.m. And you actually can call in. too. Wait, no, you can't. Well, are you pre-recorded still? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. Wait, I was just I, making a segue <laughs> about live radio, and you go and say it's pre-recorded. Yeah, but yeah, no. Due to COVID right now, I have to pre-record my show because we're not allowed in the studio. We're still, you know, locked down over there. So. But again, guys, every Tuesday from 7 to 10 p.m., iHeartRadio, WMSCRadio.com. You can find me there, my boy, Rom. And uh, I kind of do the same thing here. I don't talk to bands for as long or get as in-depth, but I do have some on there. And uh, me and Rom talk movies and such. And there's more music. Yeah, I play a lot of music there. I think I played, I don't know, 30 songs last week. Um, yeah which hours, is great. i kind of wish you could i don't know like if it doesn't really have a place for a podcast but even just an intro and outro or something like where you get to share song this is cool that's the best part about like man you get Dude, to, like, i put like song. a two second not not two second but let's say i put five seconds of a song in the beginning and end for my radio interviews i get flagged already like they took down my between the buried and me interview like, they actually took it down not just copyright claimed it like it was blocked i was like what the um uh, eventually it came back like uh, a couple months later but i was you ever like, thought oh. singing you ever thought singing the song i'm blake from uh between the bear and me i'll just use that yeah like you sing it like little nicky you sound yeah but um pop hit me with a shuffle make sure you like subscribe do all that good stuff jesse does nice little channel on the youtubes where he reacts to stuff youtubes uh yeah youtube.com slash c slash instant one go check that out and then uh instant stream on twitter and instagram yeah all that good stuff i don't think i have yeah pretty good go check out this idiot that idiot, whatever side he is on me. And uh, Blake and Saul, thank you so much, Zach, for stopping by. Again, we don't, uh, you know, these people don't have to talk to us. We really appreciate when they do. And it's so cool to meet these cool people. So, and thanks Darn for tootin'. stopping by. All right, guys, until next Darn time, <laughs> keep it real.